you've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker, one story at a time. I'm Calvin. I've seen a lot of Star Wars. I'm Wyatt. I have also seen a lot of Star Wars. I'm Andy. I've seen some Star Wars. I was just dancing some really great moves. I wish it was, this wasn't just like a, a audio medium so you guys could see my my really good dancing to the to the intro. Anyway, to the listeners, um, you are grateful <laughs> it is an audio only medium. <laughs> um so anyway, Starbucks. We we've already talked about this in, in yeah, our we, little group. Oh, but r- real quick before we get into stuff. Real talk. Sorry about the delay, guys. I'm having internet issues. We've tried to record this like three times. Three times. I, I, it's, yeah. it's funny because now it's been long enough that I've actually forgotten who the Starbucks drink is. Good. We can have live reactions <laughs> so again. It's, but it's, it's back to it's back to authenticity. <laughs> but things are working out now. So hopefully this is in your uh, feeds by by Saturday. Um, but we, and we'll be back to, you know, doing, being on schedule with the Kenobi yep. episodes. Knock well, on wood episode right now. Away. Knock yeah. on fucking wood right now. <laughs> I wonder if this desk is real wood. Yeah. Get that good anyway. audio. <laughs> so Andy, what, what, what is, what, what is the Starbucks drink? Today, today we're doing Reva's drink. So we decided Reva gets a Americano, but like boiling oh, okay. hot. <laughs> oh, and that she yes. gets it. So she gets it. She like takes a little sip, like it's no big deal. Like right when it's when it's made, like piping fucking hot. And then she pours it on some dude's face and burns him with it. Cause she's just cool. She's cool. She badass. You know. Cause she's crazy like and drinks Americano. I do like the inconsistency in the show of calling her third sister versus Reva because she's the only Inquisitor in live action that we know the name of. So it's kind of funny because I, yeah. I always call her Reva and then Vader Ooh. does this like third sister. Third sister. <laughs> Who within the show does call her Reva? Does anyone address um, her as The Grand as Inquisitor several times. Exasperatedly. He's like he he calls okay. her, and I think the fifth brother drops it on her once. Okay, because I feel like it's like a because like in when we've met the other person, when we met Trilla in how to in um in Jedi Fall Jedi Fall in order. order, it's not like people were going. It's not like she had other. Not like the ninth sister or Vader were going around calling her Trilla. Um, it was like no, that's why it stuck out we to knew me that she was Trilla because of her being Trilla in the past, being Sears Padawan. Yeah. Andy, you don't know any of this because you haven't watched any of Fallen Order. I'm spoiling this kind but of I for honestly you, but you think have no interest in doing it. No. Speaking it's an of interesting... Fallen Order, speaking of Fallen Order, I pre-ordered the uh... Lego BD-1 set today. Yes, you finally... I sent you that pre-order link like a week ago. Yeah, you did, but I my parents gave me a Target gift card for my birthday, so... Hey. <laughs> but I think it is interesting, actually, I was just sort of talking for no reason because I had a thought, but... It does fit with the way the Inquis- Inquisitors treat her that like they don't use her title all that often. OK, because I kind of thought of it as kind of different in that the Inquisitors were always kind of calling each other 
that because the Inquisitorius is supposed to be kind of a, you know, you leave your old identity behind through the process of becoming an Inquisitor. Yeah, but like they the, seem to be enormous hypocrites on this with the specific purpose of being a dick to Reva. Exactly, <laughs> and that's really cool. Which is just, uh, I like when, I do like a Darksider that's just like a low-level dickhead. Although, like, not not the Emperor, yeah. not Grand Plans, just the fifth brother. He's kind of an asshole. He's He does his job. It's also, this has been pointed out online before, but like, there's Reva, and then there's also Darth Revan or Revan from yes. Knights of the Old Republic, who is like very dubiously canon. Um, so he's literally a legend. Yeah. Or they, I should say. So, I mean, that I mean, like, that's kind of an interesting thing. Like, did Reva choose her name after? Because Darth Revan is one of the most powerful Sith Lords ever. So did she choose this name? Well, honestly, I when think I have, I have some Reva side. thoughts that I'm going to save for episode four. I might bring up a couple in this one. I think. Yeah, because we are I recording think, this after having seen episode yeah. four. No, I, I can bring this up, though, because I, I had this thought while watching episode three. Um, I was just talking to a friend about it after we both watched episode four. Um, so should we start from the beginning of, of this episode? Of I think Kenobi? so. Let me let me. Yeah, let's let's start. Yeah, so we we end we're. So we open on this really cool. Oh, wait, no, I want to say this about the I want to say my thing about the title sequence. Oh, the I it thing. kind of. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> pisses me off a little bit about the title. Not pisses me off. It uh, irks me that the logo of Obi-Wan Kenobi has. So the name Obi-Wan Kenobi has two eyes in it, like two letter eyes in it. So the second eye in Kenobi or the eye in Kenobi is Obi-Wan's lightsaber. Like that's cool marketing. That's fun. Use a lightsaber as an eye. That's fun. Why is the eye in Obi-Wan not Anakin's lightsaber also? Because they are buried together in the desert. He has both. It would be a fun, you know, reference to the connection between Obi-Wan and Vader. And, you know, who Vader used to be. And I think that that was just a really missed opportunity. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Period. I, uh, Tell them. I, 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 I do think I, I think it would have been I think obviously for a marketing brand, they just they wanted to be just only about Obi-Wan. I think you're right in terms of thematically matching the show. Mm -hmm. It would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. This episode starts with them on the ship, right? Yeah, uh, it's the really yep. cool montage between going back and forth between Vader putting on his suit and Obi-Wan like meditating in the force and thinking kind of real reliving, hard. Yeah, thinking real hard and reliving Anakin's fall. Which is, I think, a probably intentional callback in terms of the editing style to the Padme's death, Anakin's mm -hmm. rebirth as Vader scene from Revenge of the Sith. because. Uh, in that that moment is about the Skywalkers, the 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 next generation of Skywalkers versus Anakin's tragic fall, and so I think it's cool to see that sort of re re thought centering Anakin and Obi Wan's relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean he's always having, I mean he's got machines helping him in the same way also that he was built, and I thought that was its own callback. It, <laughs> It is kind of funny to me that his back to tank looks like completely different from other times we see it, but I don't really care. 
<laughs> it looks cool. I like the robots. It looks really I like that they make the Vader suit look painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that because I had always thought it was funny that he spent a lot of time in the back to tank, given that he is still crispy, like it doesn't heal him. Hopefully, I mean, not hopefully he's the embodiment of evil at this moment, but hopefully yeah. it makes him feel a little bit better. But I like that it's, that the suit is not where he spends all of his time, meaning he does spend some time unmasked as you can either call him Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker. And I I think that is a cool detail. I like that. So Reva and Vader have a conversation about... Like Vader tells the third sister that she needs to prove herself capable. Oh, by well, Andy yes. hunting down Obi Wan in order to ascend to the role of Grand Inquisitor, since the Grand Inquisitor is dead. What? What? Yeah. What? Oh, th- this is but like uh, th- I realize this is the first time you're seeing Vader's fortress on Mustafar. Yes. Yeah. 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 This is my first time seeing it. It, it was looks introduced. Cool. It was introduced in another piece of media. It's been, but then since then, it's been all over Star Wars, like comics, mm-hmm. books. It's, it's, it's been. Uh, was it in Jedi Fallen Order? No, they That's went to the Fortress, Fortress Inquisitorius. Yeah, but like Vader's castle on Mustafar is has become like a big canon thing, and it does look awesome. And I love that either. I can't remember honestly which is true, and I think both are to some extent, but. It's kind of fucked up and evil that Palpatine makes Anakin live at the place of his greatest mm-hmm. failure. Uh, and it is also even more fucked up that Anakin willingly lives at the place of his greatest failure. <laughs> it's a source of rage. I mean, he's feeling yeah. the dark side. So, yeah, no, I get it. It's just it's uh, what a sad man. Yeah. I, I like it a lot because so much of Star Wars feels like. Oh, like this is. This is space fantasy or this is space cowboys or this is space, you know, gangster movie. And this is just like, damn, this we we are out here in space. (laughs) Almost this almost it gives off vibes of like a space horror film. Yeah, there were. Yeah, it's scary. It's really this episode had a lot of horror elements, honestly, when we get to later. Um, Yeah. Oh, my God. The most I think I've I don't know. I mean, Vader, especially in the modern Disney stuff, has leaned super into horror, like in their depictions of him as as like the symbol of evil. But this was like the dread of the approaching monster that you can't like escape. That's what basically that's what Reva yells at Obi-Wan at the end of episode two is that you you can't escape him. And this episode basically proves her right. Yes, correct. Um. I find Vader very hard to be like scary, though. To be honest, he always looks a little silly to me, and I and and he's on. Screen I have another thing in this from the original movies that I also like cannot find scary, but it has been effectively depicted as intimidating, and we'll get to that. Yeah, there was one part. There was one part in this episode where I was like, "Oh, I was actually very scared," but like other than that, I kind of feel like like the vibes are scary. But then fucking Darth Vader's on screen, and I'm like, oh, "You silly little man! You look like you're wearing a <laughs> Halloween costume." Yeah, yeah. Well, you know? I will say also, like, I feel like in it's hard to get him to like. We'll see the original movies, and he has a certain way of walking that that like the original actor in the suit portrayed and i i don't think it's ever really been matched he always looks a little off to me now yeah i mean like it's great that it's hayden christensen in the suit because you have that like kind of physicality but it's not connectivity. a lot of the time it's not 
there's there's a decent amount of time where it's a stunt guy because he needs to be seven feet tall. What's the use of having Hayden in the suit? Because he ha- wanted to. And he does all he does What's all like the, use the character of having work. Hayden. Oh. What's the use of getting James Earl Jones back? You need him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need the Vader voice. Nobody the guy they, they have for Jedi Fallen Order isn't good enough. <laughs> okay, so wait, what has Hayden done so far I besides believe- be later on in this episode i believe what i saw i read was that there are some times when he's in like a wide shot that he needs to be taller and so it's somebody else but a lot of the time and for basically any of the acting it's hayden so this scene of vader sitting on the throne is hayden oh absolutely okay and like and the the scenes of him uh, later when he sets the fire, I think are mostly Hayden, but it's probably it is it is a stunt okay, guy. So I'm correct in my we have that connection of physicality thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, I thought yeah. that it was like 90 percent stunt and like no. Hayden got to be in it for the gag of Hayden being in it. And like, no, why I is Hayden all over the market? That'd be messed up. That'd be so yeah. messed no, up if they did he's that. He's in it for a significant amount of the time, but there are just like Hayden Christensen is not the same height as Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. And he can't, if and, you put him in platforms, he can't do anything, so. Yeah. So then we get to, uh, we get to the planet. No, no, uh, no, there's, uh, we have the ship first. They're on the ship. Oh, we want to. There's Leia like a cute little scene the with ship. them on the ship. And oh, yeah. they talk about the nature of the force. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was here. Yeah. yeah. It's. Oh, God, and what does he say? It's He's like, it's the feeling when you turn the lights on. Like, yeah, shut up. It was up. incredibly <laughs> Dumbledore. Yeah, but also I like that I like seeing teacher Obi-Wan um, and I think it is an interesting thing that he like describes the force in vague ways to Leia. Like he doesn't like he, we talked about or we, we saw in the very first episode how he intends to train Luke Skywalker. Yeah. When Luke is old enough, he will be trained. Obi-Wan intends to train him. But Leia He's not approaching the same way. He he's not telling her like to tap into her innate connection to the force. And I think it's it, it leads into what is going to happen in the scene when they arrive on the planet and he immediately gives up is that he's still so afraid. And now he's afraid for Leia because now mm-hmm. she if she recognizes the force and starts displaying it, she is in far more danger than Luke. Luke's just going to start moving some rocks around in the sand and be if he if he d- demonstrated his force powers. But Leia is the daughter of an imperial senator. So that's yeah. like so I like. Seeing Obi-Wan having to navigate being a teacher in a time where he's basically not allowed and it's not safe to teach. So then they get to the planet. I will say about this planet, it looks I am not a fan of them just doing the sort of L.A background like it looks like yeah. an episode of star trek from the 60s yeah and I, I think it's a bit of a shame because the rest of the series has looked great um i know they have a tv budget and it's tough and it is a it is a planet type we haven't necessarily seen in star wars and i like all of the star warsy bits like the mining yeah, droids like, and the, yeah, and the, the and truck. also the idea that like the empire came and and ravage the pl- ravage the planet for the, its materials yeah yeah you know, i really that liked that i really liked that it, it, it's it a, gave way to through line from Bad Batch, honestly, yeah. is that it's what we've seen starting in Bad Batch with like Ryloth. And so I can I can definitely buy that. It just I, I immediately was taken out of it by being like they this looks like they're just we could shoot this. 
we could if we yeah. were in the right place. Yeah, no, I definitely wish there was like a we like weird trees or something. Like just something yeah. to be like mm-hmm. they're in space. I, you know? I, I agree. Get get give me a weird give me a 80 foot tall cactus or something. Give me a weird tree, please. For fuck's sake. <laughs> or some loath cats wandering around. Or no, they're not yeah. loath cats because but like, you know, some little Yeah. Star Wars give me some weird, weird bugs. Give me some give me some animals. Cause it, I cause it got close to having that like good star because I like Star Wars planets that are just Earth sometimes. But like I don't like boring ones that are just Earth. Yeah. I'm an enormous hypocrite. <laughs> I agree that like because the Star like I said, the Star Warsy bits looked cool, I think. With I like the uh the mole guy and his space truck and the oh imperial God, fucking the mole guy was like one of the highlights of this episode <laughs> people, people kept photoshopping him in trump hats and say uh, there was a tweet that said where was he on january 6th <laughs> no like the, the the mole guys i this this whole bit i think was so well done of them being in this fucking la planet um yeah, being picked and, up and the by truck this like specifically, yeah. yeah, the truck scene, the truck scene of being picked up by this mole guy, Trump supporter mole guy with the with the flag in the back of the truck, the and then and then people or the people the the stormtroopers loading on there, and when yeah, Obi Wan fucked up. When Obi Wan fucked up, which was so dope that that Leia was like so good at lying, and Obi Wan just absolutely sucked. Which is um, funny because again, Obi Wan. Remember Obi Wan in Clone Wars? Like he's so out of practice. Remember that season four episode where he just gets the shit beat out of him to for time, or like does the fake surrender? No, remember? He's, yeah, I was gonna say the fake surrender is what I kept thinking of. It's like he's such a baller. He used to be such a baller. I also like that Leia annoys him in the same way that both Anakin and Padme used to such that he fucks up and uses her name. Yeah. Like it's because she's kind of bugging him. And it was a very, and it was, that's what one of the many, many benefits of having you and McGregor do it is that he just sounds exactly like Obi-Wan from the prequels. And it's so fun to hear him say Leia's name instead of Anakin. He sounds he is he is a we want from the prequels. I know, but we I'm so used to but I'm so used to James Arnold Taylor, the voice for Clone Wars. Yeah, who yeah. Who does a fantastic impression of Ewan McGregor and and is a one of the great voice actors working today, but he does sound I I there are two distinct Obi-Wan voices in my head. Just like Matt Lanter's Anakin also sounds way different from Hayden oh, Christensen. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but Clone Wars Anakin is my Anakin, <laughs> not Hayden Christensen. So. I do. Well, so I, I, I I'm going to cosplay Anakin. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I wish we'd gotten a little more of new content in this episode. Once they gave us that sort of like horror hallucination of Anakin just off in the distance on yeah. LA planet, <laughs> um, which was, I also, we, we, we talked about this in episodes, especially episode one, when Owen was getting threatened. But like, I was so stressed in the truck scene for Obi Wan and Leia, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a great job they've done making us like care about and worried about two characters who are in some very famous movies that they made further down the timeline. <laughs> well, I think it was really excellent because a lot of the time, I'm, I'm we see a lot of fighting, and the fighting can be cool. I don't want to shit all over fighting, but this was an <laughs> excellent way of like building tension and, and yep. suspense. And like my heart was beating so fast, and it's just like I don't get that with the fighting. Like the fighting 
can be cool and fun and nice and exciting. And like every once in a while, there's a moment where I'm like, oh, my fucking God. But this, this is something that will stick with me. Like, this is a moment I will not easily forget. Whereas I feel like I easily forget every other fight scene. So excellent, excellent uh, job. This, this was one of probably one of my favorite moments of the series so far. Yeah. And then I, I also like the, uh, because it, it seemed like we've seen enough Star Wars to think that the when when Tala, the Imperial officer, shows up, we think, oh, they're getting arrested. They'll get taken into town. They'll have to break out. It's going to be a whole thing. So when she revealed herself as the as their contact, it actually surprised me. Yeah. I, yeah. And Dear of Armor doing really good work. Yes, she's been fantastic. Uh, I I love the difference between her hair down and pulled up into the Imperial officer mm-hmm. hat because it like it the way it frames her face like totally change and her acting in in each sort of mode totally changes how she looks as a person because she was in the marketing for a very brief second in her officer uniform yeah just that shot where she's walking out of the yep. truck. And people thought, oh, cool, Imperial officer antagonist. Nobody like because she looks convincing as as an Imperial officer. I like that. And then the town scene was also while it still did remind me of Star Trek uh, was was also good just with the. The fear that they had to and the, the, the tension of them just sneaking around. Yeah, absolutely. And then. that and like that interaction with the droid was so cute. I love Ned B so much. I thought yeah. that, that was just so sweet. I yeah. want well, another uh, another one of Leia being nice to droids. I, I really like how they're keeping her establishing that he, she's just like she's a good person and a good kid. And I like that. I like that we get it just seems like how how kids who see Star Wars interact with droids like they just oh, they're people and we love them. Basically, is how mo- a lot of kids react to R2-D2. That's why, because you could build an R2-D2 and kids will treat him as if he's real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that's a fun bit of sort of inner inner meta-ness that I was thinking of with Leia and droids. But I did want to mention yeah. something just about the tension in the town scene mm-hmm. is that we don't see a lot of Imperials. Uh, it's just their presence that is known. Like the, the Empire... We don't see ever like huge platoons of stormtroopers. We we see them two at a time and just around town. And, yeah. But you can it's a feel the outpost. But yeah. like, yeah. But you, my point is, is that you can feel the oppression of the empire in everything, even the townsfolk. So that like, and they've already experienced the mole guy selling them out. Um, or really, he didn't even sell them out. He just like, he essentially just called the cops on them. Yeah. I the mole guy fascinates me because the the. The Trump supporter jokes and like the sort of like blue collar guy who supports the troops jokes are funny and all. But like, I think you could make an argument that he is the basic average citizen of the galaxy right now. Well, he he. He says that he picked them up. I mean, he literally reveals that the reason he picked them up was because they seemed a little sus and he wanted the stormtroopers to check them out. Yes. Um, but like, and I see where you're coming from. Like, yeah, like, yes, that yes, he is the average person. Um, I think he's a little more bootlickery than the average person. But yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking about like the his attitude towards the Empire, while a little patriotic, is not that far off. I think what a lot of people think, 
especially yeah. those who are not directly involved in getting oppressed at the moment. Mm-hmm. Because for them, the Empire still, I think, is the Republic with a new name, some new rules, and like generally no fighting anymore. The Clone Wars are over. So I think that generates some positive feedback towards the Empire, which is significant and I think makes then, I don't know, I felt I felt the threat of the people to Obi-Wan and Leia in this episode a lot, even though they were just like they're what they were not depicted as evil. But I just you you felt how even one person seeing them could mean the end. And it wasn't automatically that like the townsfolk would support them. Yeah. And I think that then works really cool because Obi-Wan then has to reckon with the fact that even the that 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 despite the fact that he's afraid of all of them, Vader is still using them to get at him and punishing them to get to him. And that is like, that's the real fucked up bit of the episode. <laughs> Damn, like this, this episode really is, uh, I don't know. This episode yeah, we didn't fucked even, with me. We didn't even get to, because uh, we, 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 we have the scene with Ned B and we meet, we learn about the path. Um, and we get the Quinlan Voss name drop. We which learned Andy that was Quinlan yelling about. Voss yes, we shouldn't get too alive. far ahead. We shouldn't get too far ahead before we go back and talk about the third sister because that did happen before. What happened? Yeah, when she was going in to talk to the fifth brother and the fourth sister. And oh she was, yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, yeah, we can talk about it. Not. I feel like it's not that much that happens though, right? Like she says, she, they talk. she pulls. She's like, she I'm going to be the Inquisitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she pulls rank. And she, then they're like, oh. It's notable that the fifth brother tries to pull rank. Yeah. Because well, yeah. I kind of always thought the higher up the number you are, the you know closer to head honcho you are. I think it's literally the order they got them in. Yeah, okay. I, I, I the, the numbers have never really made sense to me in terms of who's got authority. Because I, I, I can't say that, but... Fifth brother, <laughs> the fifth brother does not seem in charge of his pair the next time we see him. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I, I, but it is interesting to me that he's the he seems to be the second in command. He takes he takes charge. I would imagine that he's one of the more experienced ones. Um, that is also interesting. Actually, my own thought. Uh, if if that means that if third sister means they found they had Reva early, then they had her then maybe that because i don't think she's been an inquisitor very long yeah um, she's quite young but i if mean they do had you her think from a youth, previous third sister got killed off and then she just replaced I, I think the numbers are are just no what sounds no cool. i think it makes sense i think it would make sense if it was that like they got her like she was the third sister but she wasn't actually like an a an inquisitor inquisitor until yeah. she was older like well, i think I, that makes sense with the i guess yeah. it's still kind of a theory that she, that she's the she's one of the kids from the, the beginning escaped jedi yeah the padawans yep not even padawans shit the the younglings yep um, i i mean i would be shocked if that's not revealed because at the moment, that Order 66 scene serves no other purpose. We didn't see any recognizable characters. Yeah. We mm-hmm. didn't see we didn't see Obi-Wan. We didn't even see Vader. It was all clones. So I, I she's gotta be. Like I feel like there's no other way. Whether they wanna go different ways with her story after she leaves the temple and how she ends up with the Inquisitors, but and we we I think the shock really is gonna be her motivations. And that is actually something I did want to talk about. So 
when we when we discussed Riva in our previous recordings, we talked about how she's sort of exhibiting the qualities that would make her a good Sith. And we're mm-hmm. thinking maybe she wanted to be Vader's apprentice rather than an Inquisitor. And then whether her her knowing that Anakin is Vader implied a closer relationship between those two. But then they have that phone call and Vader clearly does not give a shit about her. Yeah. So that honestly, I think, is more interesting to me because that means she did not learn Anakin is Vader from Vader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe she witnessed like something when if she if if we're going with like she was youngling, like maybe she witnessed him. Yeah, exactly. In the Jedi Temple on his rampage. That's. That's, that's what I'm I think. Sh- that's where you're going. Yeah, We're I going think that's for another flashback. That's, that's so fucking cool. And I, that would be like why they would have Hayden Christensen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's actually totally a good point is because Vader is noticeably absent from that Order 66 flashback, despite them having Hayden Christensen. What if that? Yeah, maybe that means we're not done with that flashback yet. The kids run. They run into Vader. Somehow Reva's able to escape. But logs like lord vader so that when she ends up with the inquisitors and learns who their boss is she's like oh shit (laughs) i know your boss he's a friend from work he tried to kill me (laughs) that's crazy that's so crazy oh my god i would be i'm so excited i'm so excited yeah reva reva is getting more and more interesting by the episodes as as what i think from previous episodes is proven wrong i want to go into my theory that was like a little bit disproven by episode four but i think could still be viable hit it that i had after this i think that we're going to get some back to tank flashbacks from both obi-wan and vader um i thought this was going to be an episode four but i kind of think we're going to get it in episode five um yes i i'm, I'm with because they yeah yeah i i think here's how here's how back to tank flashbacks can still win yeah <laughs> um and he doesn't quite know what Wyatt and i are talking about but um, i don't have you yeah. watched episode four yeah okay yeah no because i mean like i'll talk about this when we talk when we record for oh yes that, um, that, i gotcha um but but anyway back to where were we you um, were giving your theory about flashbacks no that was the end of my theory about flashbacks oh, what, where okay. were we in the discussion <laughs> um okay we were, so, so the, we were the then, path headquarters yeah yeah so Quinlan Voss. Oh my God, Quinlan Voss is back. So exciting! Literally, fucking life changing. I am like, so I really hope. I really, really hope that this wasn't like a random name drop, and that like the fact. And I feel like it probably was. I feel like that we don't have that many episodes left. It'd be crazy for them to be like, and that Quinlan Voss is a main character. But I personally would love for, especially I don't know if they do a season two. Um. For Quinlan Voss to show up and like he's alive, a, a confirmed alive. Yes. And I mean, he, I well, guys, he, I just he's think, confirmed to have survived. Actually, no, because he says he because survived to a certain extent. And no, but but no, Tala he does say he help. helps out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fascinating to me that he's not dead yet. Uh, me, it, it also. So the Grand Inquisitor in episode one talks about how they're only hunting scraps right now. Quinlan Voss was a Jedi master. Do your job better. Yeah. <laughs> But but I do want to just say, like, if I would love Quinlan Voss to come back, but not if they're not going to do anything with Dark Disciple, not if they're not going to do anything with what happened to Dark Disciple. And I feel like that's probably what's going to happen. I will say I personally do not think Quinlan Voss is going to show up in this show. I do think he's going to show up in something in this era. 
now that yes. he's been confirmed yes. alive. Yes. Andor. I, Andor, Bad Batch season two. I, I I mean, this is just a completely unrelated, but I would not be surprised if Bad Batch eventually time skips a hell of a lot down the line. So I think he's Quinlan now has the possibility to show up. If he did show up in, in, in this show, though, they would absolutely have to reckon with Dark Disciple because... Because That's Obi-Wan like was thing, there. I feel like. But yeah. Obi-Wan was there when they buried Ventress. I also, so the like the path to me is real. I love the existence of essentially the Star Wars Underground Railroad, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have been vocal in my, because of the way things end up like with the Rebel Alliance stuff, I don't want to see people always fighting the Empire for its entire existence. I do think it's important that the Empire wins for a point, but I love that this exists. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. love that there that that the people who believe in the Jedi and look up to the stories of the Jedi and who remember the Clone Wars are helping now essentially the children of the Jedi, the children of the Force, mm-hmm. and that especially, I, I just uh, I really love it. I like I would love to see a story about the path protecting kids with Qu- Quinlan there. I and, also and would Tala, love that. If she if Tala makes it out of this series alive, I would love to see her in more stuff. Um, oh, yeah. No, she is perfect rebel material. I would love for I would love for Indira Varma. Should Tala make it out of this series alive, make a cameo in. Yeah, um, she should definitely Andor. be in Andor. Yeah. Like just helping out Cassian for an episode. Like, you know, these are about yep. this, this, is, this is about the you know, for, you know, rising of the rebel rebellion against the empire. It's like, you know, she is, she's got the fiery heart. She is doing, we're seeing at this point, like gay girl boss. Yeah. Um, we're seeing. Yeah. But she's a fake girl boss. She's a girl boss imposter. She's girl bossing to be a girl boss imposter. Yes. Um, I, I do like seeing the different little groups fighting the empire in their own way, like mm-hmm. uh, Emphis Nest and the Cloud Riders and Solo, the path here, even the Bad Batch trying to make their own way in the galaxy. And I, I, I like that before we get the sort of like larger popular uprising, like, oh, we're going to stand up against injustice. I like that there are still some groups trying to fight the good fight, even if not to like save the universe, just to make make their own lives and the lives of people around them better. And then Vader shows up and kills shit. <laughs> That's yeah. where we're at now, right? Yeah. Oh, well, no. first there's that scene with the stormtroopers. And I want to talk about that scene with the stormtroopers oh, kind of going when through. Ned B. Yeah, because Ned B, he, he's got the hammer behind his back. And, and this is, B a, is ready this to is fuck a shit really, up. really wonderful look into droid autonomy because Ned yeah. B cannot communicate. He is he is programmed to do one thing and one thing alone, and that is to pick up heavy boxes and put take them from here to there. But people are nice to him. Tala is nice to him. Leia is nice to him. Presumably they don't wipe his memory. Presumably they don't wipe his memory. So he is able to make the and the stormtroopers are not. So he is able to I, I love that he that this is this is the early stages of L3 is all I'm saying. Yes. No, you're totally right. That's that's sort of how she would become a self-functioning droid. I'm glad Ned B made it too. Like he didn't yeah. die. Um most people who end up in the Vader the Vader vicinity end up uh dead. 
dead. So I was uh, shocked, honestly, that both Tala and Ned B made it out of episode three. Well, we've only had four episodes so far. So I know. I'm, I'm just saying episode yeah. by episode. He Vader's got a murder aura around him. Yeah. I also like how we talked about the horror stuff, how quickly the the Inquisitors and Vader are there. Yes. They're just suddenly standing there with many more stormtroopers. We didn't hear them arrive. We didn't hear their ships. Like we didn't see anything. They're just there because they're that they're the boogeyman. The thing that scared me was killing the kid. Yes. Mm -hmm. Snapping the kid's neck, right? Like, and it's so fast. Or he's like snaps his spine or something. No, it's it's, his neck. Yeah. It's his neck. Okay. And it it is so like he because he like chokes the father and it's like, oh, and then you think for a second he's going to leave the kid and then he snaps the kid's neck. Yeah, because he's using the father as a display. He's like he everything with Vader is theatrics. Yeah. And like everything with Vader is optics. When he's walking down there, you can just feel that he's just like surveying like who would be the best person to use to lure out obi-wan is it this person who's hiding behind the window is it this father who's cowering here with the kid oh look at that i'm gonna terrorize a family that's gonna make obi-wan sad yeah and then i also like that the kid sort of stands up to him and then dead it was very um i I say i like i don't like but i think it was good storytelling (laughs) it was it was very reminded me a lot of Macbeth. um (laughs) i mean and i think generally like Anakin is honestly really similar to the character Macbeth for a lot of different reasons, but it reminded me of the play and and a lot of people stage this moment differently. But Macbeth kills the child of Macduff. Macduff, yes. Well, he sent Um, no, he sends the guys to do it. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, you call them the Inquisitors. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But some people have staged it. I've seen because I've seen it staged because I remember. Well, I remember. I mean, they can. I, I mean, they can cut those parts. It's and possible have that if you Macbeth. don't have enough guys. Yeah. 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 Well, or if you just want to condense things. I mean, if you want to have Macbeth do that, then Shakespeare's in the public domain. You can do whatever the fuck you want. So that's a really co- that's I a really remember- cool interpretation of Macbeth. But I that, that yes. But I also remember I let I know this isn't I a played the son of I, Macduff. I do know that two men no, who were no, no, not no. Macbeth murdered no, me. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you got murdered you that one time. <laughs> it's I because I I remember like a professor or someone was talking about that scene and how like the truly like most terrifying part of that show was the child's death and he and it, he was like it was Macbeth like snapping a baby's neck oh wait and hold Mac, on Macduff's kid is like not a child so I'm also like maybe they just added that in I'm like what the fuck it, no it might be a different scene I might I think be... there might be a bait there's a there is there's a, baby, a baby though right with some witches hold on actually it's been a long time since I've read podcast. <laughs> kill baby question mark <laughs> that is how you end up on I might list. have thought it was the wrong thing. I mean, I, I might have thought. Does Macbeth kill a baby? <laughs> We're literally all like, hold on, does your, does your fucking. Young Seward, yes. Yes, so there's a child. Kill a baby. He kills thank a child. You, thank you, yeah, thank you. Seward is the guy who comes and helps Macduff. Right, because, right, and because he has a kid. Okay. Macduff's <laughs> kids are older. And they older. cut that scene from the production of Macbeth that I was in where I played Son of Macduff. Thank you. So okay. a child okay, was, was like, murdered. Crazy. Anyway, we, we, can cu- we can cut this from the podcast. You can keep it in if you want. Um, but yeah, so so I remember so <laughs> that scene is always really jarring. 
And uh, I remember a professor was talking about that scene and how, like, he fucking snaps the kid's neck and that, like, the whole audience was just dead silent because it, it was just such a gruesome and, like, horrifying act to witness. And they, they had, like, a really loud, like, crack sound effect. And that is how I felt watching this because it's one thing to see, like, adults die. It's one thing to see, you know, people die. And even, like... We don't really see see Anakin killing kids like we kind of see it, but it's really quick in Attack of the Clones, I feel like. And it so so that moment of just like uh, that fucked with me, like I see it Mm -hmm. so clearly in my head. I also think it was a really good directing choice to just move the hell on. That didn't mean anything to Vader. He just did it. Yeah, he just did it and it meant nothing. And it's interesting then because it's like, again, so all of this began with the the with luke and leia this whole i mean i guess you could go back further to be like he's a fucked up guy but his his decline started with his children and he doesn't i don't think he knows that leia is his kid no and so if Uh, he were to see leia like what would stop him from snapping her neck too anakin as far as like we he they does not know and they also yeah because Padme's body, when they pan over her body in the funeral She's scene pregnant. in Revenge of the Sith, she is pregnant. They buried her looking like yep. she, she had to not have the babies are also dead. Padme Amidala died and never had any kids. That is what the official history book says. And Anakin would never have been in any position. Anakin Vader would never have been in any position to like establish a connection with his kids they didn't they weren't born yet so he doesn't like know what they feel like in the force essentially no so no i mean anakin obviously yeah anakin is on the same planet as his daughter he is chasing his daughter and he doesn't know that yet yeah so it's like what's to say he wouldn't fucking kill her i mean he would Absolutely. And I suppose the thing, too, is like, well, we know he doesn't because Leia's going to show up. Um, it also but... will cause a problem if anybody, if an Imperial kills Leia, it will cause problems because Bail Organa, even though he's a shitster, is still a very prominent Imperial senator. Yes. So there's a definitely don't kill Leia order on for the Inquisitors because uh, Reva captures her in the end of this episode. I will yes. also say I it's like. We talk, we're talking about this like expertly executed Shakespearean tragedy and horror of this Vader scene. And then the Inquisitors are standing like dorks in the background. <laughs> they're, the just Quis- they're, awkward, so, like, they're just doing an they're, awkward stand. They're so funny. Like sometimes I'm like, oh my God, they scare the poop out of me. And then sometimes I'm like, the Inquisitors are literally so fucking lame. Somebody I follow on Twitter keeps calling the Inquisitorious a workplace comedy. And uh, <laughs> oh it has really God. fucked with my ability to take the inquisitors seriously even though i love them as a concept their design's great their fortress rocks i love that they keep showing up in stories but i am just giggling every time i see the fifth brother having to like deal with shit (laughs) shit in this show and uh the fourth sister who never barely any ever talks and it's just like i'm i i'm not getting involved i'm not getting involved in the drama i'm here to i'm here to kill jedi that's it I, am not, I have no ambitions to murder my boss. I'm happy in my work. Yeah. So so then so we get... then Vader and Obi-Wan finally meet in this quarry. Well, Obi-Wan legs it. He gets out of town. Yeah. Which I think was is probably the correct move to draw Vader away from the townspeople. Yeah. And by extension, Leia and Tala. Yep. 
because he leaves Leia with Tala. Yeah. And I also think that it, I don't know if Obi-Wan is entirely expecting to survive this fight. I don't mm-hmm. think he is. No, no, he says to Tala, get her to Alderaan. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, well, he certainly thinks this is it for him and Leia. Tala's getting her to Alderaan. If I escape Vader, I will go back to Tatooine. Yeah. And I I will say I I love a couple things about this in terms of like it not meeting expectations. Obi-Wan doesn't do his traditional flourish. He doesn't get in a huge lightsaber no, duel. No, I mean, it was kind of a surprise when he first ignited yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is that and he, like this we the don't first time get... that he's ignited in 10 years, but like he is just like doing it and he's got this like scared it's look on his out face. out of necessity. Yeah. It's it's not like they they do a good job of sort of not undercutting the moment, but undercutting what we as the audience were expecting the moment to be. Yeah. We're like, it's mm-hmm. not a dramatic meeting. It is it is a very pissed off former friend trying to kill his trying to kill his old mentor. And Obi-Wan is just still at this point, he is all fear. Yeah. And and I think it is. I love the what did you what are what have you become? I am what you made me line um Ooh, because anakin but in his no. fucking reputation era. i'm just going to i was gonna say something i was gonna be like oh, i really like something about how deep it was and you <laughs> don't tailorify <laughs> vader <laughs> um <laughs> well so it's one for one i love that anakin can't take responsibility for anything um Mm-hmm. And is offloading. And yes, Obi Wan did cut his limbs off and set him on fire. But he wouldn't have had to do that if you if he wasn't evil in the first place. He didn't kill and, everyone. But also Obi Wan looking at Anakin, who he last knew as a regular human person, who is now in the Specter of Death costume, and not sounding like Anakin anymore. He yeah. he hears his voice for the first time, and he hears James Earl Jones. Which has got to be kind of a weird trip that for him. That is fucking weird. And then he tries to burn Obi-Wan, which like, wow, yeah. great. The swag, Indiana swag, Jones swag. villain death style of like, you're killed essentially by the thing. But like, it's a, such a thematic irony that Lucasfilm projects always do. What I yep. had to go through at your hands. And with basically, Vader does this without breaking a sweat. Like, oh, it, it, Obi-Wan really needs to like get in the force gym. If he's going to yeah, face Vader no, like, again, like Vader has been. Yeah, Vader's been fucking working out. And he's yeah. he's just this is, I think, as powerful as Vader can get because he's so deep in his rage and in the dark side at yeah. Obi-Wan in particular. Like this is this is Vader in his prime. Absolutely. Like this is pretty much as power as as powerful as I think we've ever seen him compared to who he was fighting. Um, And I I loved it. I think I. It looked sometimes a little wonky, I will say. The quarry stuff. Like I, I'm I'm still not hugely sold on the setting for this episode, but all of the story choices, the acting and the directing, I think were as as it's been the whole series, just fired on all cylinders. It's wild. And Obi-Wan is some crispy bacon now. Yeah, but he's going to be taken back. Yeah, Vader wants him alive so that he can torture him even more. But Hala comes in, saves the fucking day, you know, reignites the fire. Yes, saves the day, but 
in doing so has left Leia behind. Has Lost left Leia. a little child. I'm like, that was the yeah. dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. That yeah. also, I think, is well, a consequence also, of th- Obi Wan's reputation. He's the great general of the Clone Wars. She wanted to save him. Yeah. 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 Fuck I that also kid. wonder if that was a little bit of force persuasion on, on Leia's part, like unintentional. Ooh, uh, I mean, that's I think, interesting. Uh, I, I don't know if I said this on the podcast or to my partner, but I think Leia's abilities with the Force pretty much manifest entirely in how she interacts with people. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, and it's like even then she like, you know, inspires Tala to go and save yeah. Obi-Wan. By the way, we never saw I, I really wish we had gotten a scene of like Tala taking a second exit or something like to that quarry because Reva entered and Tala left and we did not see them cross paths. Yeah, I was like, um, so no, what I was thinking is that Reva, no, but Reva found. Reva was in each other. And that's a really interesting scene because she is like so enraged at this Jedi stuff on the wall. Like that's wild. I have seen some of the tweets that think, and I think I agree with this, that Reva went along. Reva learns that there is, yeah, she learns that there is a, a way she could have been saved. If we mm-hmm. think she was a youngling, she learns that there have been people saving folks like her, and it only deepens her rage that she has ended up like this. Yeah. Um, which makes me really I I've I've lost Reva's endgame. I don't know what she wants to do. And I know like that's sort of the point. I'm this isn't a criticism. I am just fascinated by what her goal is. Because Vader's goal, torture and kill Kenobi. Leia's goal, be a shithead. Obi-Wan's <laughs> goal, like protect save leia go back to the desert like everyone else sort of has clear goals in the series and reva is playing a different game from the inquisitors a different game from vader and a different game from our heroes and i don't know what it is yet and i'm fascinated to see i i think it's too high level i think she's so close to figuring out the plot of star wars that she's doomed like yeah i, I think if she gets close to if she if she makes the connection to luke she's toast she's gonna get the what the fuck is it that that happened to ventress the the force oh, she the like force learns everything whatever she's gonna get force yeah. enlightenment and then die yeah i i think i just think i always think it's funny it happens occasionally usually it's side characters in star wars stories who like get close to figuring out oh like uh the either palpatine's plan in the prequel era or like the secret of the of the skywalker twins or vader's identity in this era and then of course they immediately have to die Die. because we are the we the consumers the people watching and reading star wars are the only ones who are allowed to know the plot yeah Um, yeah so then the cliffhanger um, is is that reva captures leia see you in a week yeah i will say also i love the 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 individual episode endings have been really good yes some shows just sort of episodes end and and some shows over cliffhanger their episodes i think where like not everything has to end on like a dramatic ah and not every episode of kenobi has they've been satisfying endpoints though but i like this one was my favorite i was like oh i was so mad that we had to wait a full week this time yeah like i like that each episode is basically a different planet yeah. Like, except for the cutbacks to Fortress Inquisitorius, like, episode one is definitely just Tatooine and Alderaan. Um, episode two is Mapuzo, or is Dayu. Episode three is Mapuzo and Fortress Inquisitorius, and then 
as we see, episode four is going to be a Fortress Inquisitorius. So, (coughs) yeah. Yeah, fun episode. Um, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, uh, I'm really... I wanted to I want to finish it. I want to watch all the other episodes. Yeah, I, now. I just want to know what happens. Yeah, I I I I would skip to the end of the book if this was a book. But yeah, uh, literally, literally. Well, I used to do that book, as a child. I would sit up and read until 3 a.m. Yeah, I used to do that as a child because I was really freaked out about endings. Uh, and then I would encounter the bad endings and not want to read the book. Mm. I was a strange child. See, that's your downfall. Yep. I did it yeah. with both the fifth and sixth Harry Potters, and I like didn't read it for a year. Yeah, that's all. I don't have anything else to say about this okay. episode. Yeah. I'm just watching Calvin's um, face as he learns about my like, horrifying um, reading strategies as a child. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we're gonna fucking move on well, from that. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say I was what? a shit kid. I was really angry at this kid in my third grade class who was reading Harry Potter for the first time, and so I spoiled Sirius's death for him. <gasps> no. Oh my god, Calvin, that is so fucking funny. That is evil. <laughs> I like how Andy's just like on your side. <laughs> literally, no, literally, that's so dope. I would have been your friend in middle <laughs> That's um, hilarious. Yeah, no, I would have I've been obsessed with that. All right. So next time on First steps is is Kenobi part four. Yay! Yeehaw, yeehaw, yeehaw cowboys! Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, um, Disney, if you're listening, if you're <laughs> they're not gonna <laughs> hire you, <laughs> fucking hire me, please. Um, <laughs> you have any you you like job application? Never heard of her. <laughs> Just plug myself. <laughs> <laughs> in this, my podcast this, my this own podcast small star wars podcast will eventually make its way to dave filoni's ears yeah obviously <laughs> obviously he's got to listen he's got to know everything that's happening yeah um, this would be such an interesting you would be such an interesting person for him to talk to oh yeah me we, we well, would no, have genuinely so much i think about. if you had met him at a convention he would it would be fun because dave filoni loves keeping secrets so he would like if you ever got in a conversation with him he would not spoil anything That'd be fun. But yeah, also, but also it's like if you're listening, like I'm an actor, I like check me out, cast me in something that won't spoil the originals. Uh, right. Anyway. All right. May the force be with you. Oh, swag. Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs>